Hi folks, it's your host W. Curtis Preston and I wanted to give you some great news. Druva liked my latest O'Reilly book enough to sponsor it and you can get a free copy by just going to druva.com slash podcast. Hope you like it. This week on No Hardware Required, we discuss Salesforce nightmares, things that can keep you awake at night. My guest this week is Stephen Manley, our chief technologist here at Druva. Thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome to this episode of No Hardware Required. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And with me is, uh, I, we could call you Mr. Restore. How about that? We have Stephen Manley, our chief technologist. How's it going, Stephen? Uh, I think I'm closer to Mr. Data Corruption. Is that an oh, option? Oh, that does, that, that's not really a moniker I would choose to brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's All one right, that was well. just sort of given you. Yeah, it's it, trust me, it's it was well earned though. I actually got the nickname Crash once upon a time in my career because there was a, a company that I worked at where the systems hadn't been administered for many, many years. No one had touched them. And so I was the one who was for the first time uploading patches and doing reboots and things that hadn't been done in forever. And every time I did it, uh, they would crash. <laughs> they, they wouldn't come back up. And so I got the nickname crash for a while, but hopefully, hopefully that's now in the past, but so I should totally not mention that on a podcast or something. Absolutely not. But speaking of things I've, I've also done in the past, I have administered Salesforce and you have uh, also used Salesforce, right? As, as a user. I, I have used Salesforce. I have participated in backing up Salesforce, but I, I have not had the pleasure to administer it the way you have. So you're you're a step ahead of me. Yeah. So the, and the reason we're talking about Salesforce on on this podcast is that there is an announcement, or there was an announcement from Salesforce, the company, that they are discontinuing what was referred to as the recovery service. Even though it's it's being discontinued, it, it's worth it to discuss what it was. Uh, it was a, a service through which you could initiate a restore, as I make quotes in here, because it wasn't really a restore. You could What you could initiate was a download of your Salesforce data. In order to initiate this process, it was a $10,000 charge. Six to eight weeks later, you would get a bunch of CSVs that you could download. And then you could then individually upload. So each Salesforce object, for those of you, those of you familiar with Salesforce, would be represented by a single CSV. So the users would be an object, contacts would be an object, opportunities would be an object, and all of those would be individual CSVs. And there wouldn't be any referential integrity between those CSVs, if you think about that. I suppose if everything came out okay, the referential integrity issue might sort itself out if all of the values came out okay. But the point is, it was $10,000 and it took six to eight weeks and came with no guarantee. And so, yes, now they finally said, you know what, we've, we've looked at this service and no one who actually used it liked it. And so we're, we're just not going to sell it anymore. It's an interesting step for me, I think, in shows organizations you know, for so often, right, backup and disaster recovery are afterthoughts. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I do give them credit that they looked and they went, yeah, no, this 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 just isn't really good enough to cut the mustard. But but I think it's you know, important for, for customers, especially to look at that and say, 
yeah, actually, what am I doing here? What is what is my my solution? Because again, so often you just sort of wake up and you say, well, everything's working fine. Why should I worry? Well, you should worry because bad stuff happens. The good news is that no companies store any data of any importance in their <laughs> Salesforce database. <laughs> yeah, that, it's not like that runs the business or anything, right? Right. Yeah. Certainly, certainly not ours. Um, yeah. You know, that is the uh, the irony of it all is that super important, like data driving information is stored in Salesforce. And yet it's not, you know, it, it never really was backed up in a definition that I would call uh, backup. But now at least they're, they're acknowledging that. Uh, I wish that other, it's not the subject of this podcast, but I uh, wish that other major vendors like Office 365 or G Suite would be as upfront about the fact that their services are not backed up in a way that would meet any definition of backup. So I, I'm really glad that they, you know, that they acknowledge this. So the question is, all right, so I'm a Salesforce user and, or I'm a Salesforce customer. What kinds of things could happen that would make me want to grab uh, a backup and fix them? So I'm going to, I'm going to let you sort of, you, you've been at a, I think a much bigger organization than I have. So you've dealt with some different issues that might happen. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one we ever had at, at large company X was was probably something I would imagine a lot of people here have run into, which is, you know, you're you're going to use the data loader tool to to make some sort of you know, sort of bulk wholesale input change, whatever you're trying to do in, in, into your Salesforce instance. And you know, given that large company X was highly acquisitive, we were always trying to consolidate Salesforce instances and and do you know do do pruning and maintenance and trying to do the right things on Salesforce. Uh, the challenge with all that, though, of course, is if you get something wrong, you know, with how you're using Data Loader, as 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 the person who made the mistake pointed out, I said, "Well, it didn't take me a whole lot of effort to wipe everything out. It was really easy." Uh, the the problem was, yeah, he wiped everything out. Yeah, that, that, for those of you that, that haven't administered Salesforce, Data Loader is this, it, it was originally a third-party tool, and then I think they brought it more into the Salesforce fold because importing large amounts of data into Salesforce without Data Loader was a giant pain and, and would time out and it, it just it just wouldn't work. And then I remember when I first started using Salesforce, they were like, well, why aren't you using Data Loader? And so I found Data Loader, and it is this tool that makes it very easy to either input, delete, or modify literally millions of records at a time. So if you've got a CSV spreadsheet that happens to have the record identifier of all of your Salesforce leads or contacts or whatever object you're talking about, you can, with a single click of the mouse... Well, maybe a couple of clicks of the mouse, but but once you click that go, you can just either completely wipe out your database or really corrupt it. So you, it sounds like you. So you where where you experienced it was in the wanting to consolidate things. So they they probably for cost reductions or management cost reductions. Would that be why? <laughs> It, it was it was it was a mix. It was it was certainly about you know hey you want fewer instances reduce you know reduce the number of people administering. The other though is is just some amount of you know you acquire a company and they're selling to company X and you're selling to come and just trying to get those 
that there was that goal to get consolidated records so you could get a picture of all the touch. Yeah. Yeah. Mergers and acquisitions would be a, would be a, a, a very good reason to do that. Another one I can think of was we were always doing data hygiene. Uh, that's so I, I had a really unique Salesforce instance for those of you that are familiar with the product. I I ran a, a very small company, very, very small, much smaller than uh, the company you used to work for. So I ran a very small company of a, of a handful of people, and I was the only Salesforce administrator and the only Salesforce user. And But we had millions of Salesforce records because that was what the company did. And we used Salesforce as our centralized database. And one of the things that we were constantly doing was tweaking things like the you know, we get complaints on the format of the phone numbers, right? And so I, I'm an, you know, I'm an old Unix guy. So I'm pretty good at like text manipulation. So I would do things like, all right, we figured out this is everybody that lives in the United States. So we're going to download all those phone numbers. We're going to delete all of the, the left paren, right paren, the dashes or the dots or the spaces. And then we would put in the things that we wanted, the left paren, right paren with the dashes, right? The, the, the format that we chose. And I was pretty good at doing that. And so I, I just, I would have a one column that would be the, the record ID. And then another column that would be the, the new phone number. I would use data loader to update the phone number of 3 million records <laughs> with, a, with a single click. And you know what? I didn't always get it right because all it takes uh, anyone who's ever dealt with Excel for any great amount of time, you know the danger of accidentally sorting one column when what you meant to do was sort the whole spreadsheet. So you do that on a large number of records. So you've now put the wrong phone numbers in all the wrong records with a, with a few mouse clicks. Imagine the chaos Oof. that would result there. So how did you fix that? I shut down the company and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I really I, thought that might be the answer. Just, no, just no. Walked no away. I, uh, I took I took a backup before. Whenever I was doing a modification of that of that level, me being who I was, I would I would download the object because I didn't have back then. I didn't have a company like Druva that would do a Salesforce backup for me. I remember there was a another company and I'll let them go on name because they're still around and they're now a competitor for Druva and I don't want to be accused of bashing a competitor, but I tried to use them. But the fact that I had 4 million records broke their product. Mm. Um, we kept trying to back it up and we kept running out of API calls. And then they would, I would say, okay, well, all right, you know, you, you hit 50,000. Well, okay, that wasn't enough. All right, how much more do you need? Well, more than 50,000. And so then we'd increase it to 100,000 and that wouldn't work. Okay, like th there, should be a, there should be a formula for me to figure this out. <laughs> but so long story short, the only way I could get a backup of Salesforce at all back then was to do the, the manual Salesforce backup. But that's what, I would, that's what I would do anytime I would do anything major. But the problem is you have Salesforce users that might be varying levels of, of access within the company. And they might also be wanting to do some data hygiene, right? To change the format of states or change the country or change the format of a phone number or 
you know, uh, put the value of X into some column because the, based on the value of another column, right? I can think of tons of things. Uh, you, you brought up the, the one of, of mergers and acquisitions. Can you think of some other ones that pertain to a, a large company? Oh, sure. I mean, th- there's, and, and I think you know, one of the ones that we're seeing with increasing frequency, uh, and, and I think we may even be doing this internally, is you know, people set up Salesforce and you have certain fields mean certain things and people enter data a certain way. And then you bring in, let's say, some sort of uh, marketing automation platform. And that gets set up a certain way. And at some point, you, know, you start to, to have people say, well, I, I kind of want to be able to do some sort of master data management across these so I can mm-hmm. see flows of deals through cycles. Well, now I've got to rationalize what my fields mean and how I enter. And so you see a lot of bulk updates there where they're trying to, you know, sort of these two groups are trying to link themselves together. And so I, I've seen a lot of people sort of, you know, just just you know, sort of move move back and forth on that. And, and again, it, it tends to be a pretty, one, an error-prone process because you're so focused on just trying to get these links right that you might make other mistakes. And that's, again, why backup is, in so, is so important. Um, but the other one is you often then have people who are potentially sort of getting their hands in, in, in this uh, product that may be not as familiar as, as your main Salesforce admin. And so that's always to me a dangerous spot as well is is you know the more people that are touching it the more likely someone inexperienced is going to make a mistake you bring up another memory of mine so we had because we had salesforce and we had uh, acton which uh is a marketing automation platform and we had one of the problems that we had as i recall were duplicate records and so mm-hmm. we wanted to fix duplicate records and so i actually hired a team of basic these were basically interns but their job there we 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 installed a duplicate finder tool but we had four million records so you had to look at the at the duplicate that was found eyeball it with a human eyeball and then say yes you can merge these two records and it was a lot of click 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 and i was hiring people for <laughs> for a period of time longer than I would like to admit before I figured out that the marketing automation platform was overriding what I was doing. (laughs) I cursed to the winds, uh, the amount of money I wasted trying to uh, clean out my database that was being, that was being essentially re-corrupted by my marketing automation platform. Yeah. So the, the bigger your Salesforce instances, the more outside third-party tools of which there are many uh, that you're using, uh, the, the greater the chance that you could just one night, just really corrupt things. Uh, and, and we haven't even talked about like third-party attacks. We're just talking yeah. about... People making mistakes. <laughs> yeah, just people trying to do the right thing, but ending up doing the wrong thing. But we should mention that there are disgruntled employees sometimes. And uh, I'm not aware of any stories where a, you know, Salesforce, you know, where a salesperson didn't like their latest commission and then they got fired and then on their way out, they deleted all of the <laughs> Salesforce records or something. But I'm sure that's happened. Yeah, usually it's not that they're they're deleting the Salesforce records. The issue is usually they're just taking them. Yes, uh, exactly. 
and we'll, we'll just talk just just for a couple of minutes. One of the ways that you can back up Salesforce is you can go in Salesforce, you know, into the admin console, and you can push a button that says backup, and it creates a backup for you, which you can then download. The last time I checked, there wasn't a way to automatically do that in a way that would get that data off of Salesforce, the site, in an automatic process. So yes, you can regularly, if you remember to do it, you can push a button that allows you to download your Salesforce instance, essentially as a zip file of a bunch of CSVs. But you had to manually do it, which I am never a fan of backup processes that require manual intervention. But that is possible. And so when now that Salesforce is discontinuing their recovery service, they're not just, they're not straight up saying, well, you should use a third-party backup tool. What they're saying is it is your responsibility to backup Salesforce. So either use the built-in tools or a third-party backup tool. And I'm just saying that the built-in tools, I don't think are, offer very much. I mean, that that's one of the things I think has been interesting about doing Salesforce backups in general right, is is that, again, this, this question of persona has always been interesting in the backup world, right? And this is true whether we've talked NAS administrators uh, who, frankly, you know, one of my older companies was was one of the leading ones. If you don't need backups, you have snapshots uh, for, for quite a long time. Uh, you have DBAs. Well, no, the right way to back up the database is through my tools. And to some extent, we see that with Salesforce too, uh, that, that, Obviously, you want your Salesforce admin to have access to the backups, to drive the backups, to run the restores, because they know uh, what they need to be doing. But there's value in having some linkage to a backup team that can keep the data safe and hold it for the right period of time. And so I, I think I think this is one of the trends we're seeing increasingly in the industry is the need for you know, sort of um, application-centric uh, users to do what they need to do while the central team, uh, central backup team kind of has oversight. And, and it's been interesting for me watching the Salesforce because you, you brought up things like the API calls. You know, when you back up Salesforce, you have to measure and, and understand how many API calls am I going to need? And it's not just, hey, go read these database tables or read a bunch of files, right? You're looking at base objects and custom objects and metadata and attachments. And, and, and you're also, you know, from the metadata, it's not just the records, but People put a lot of effort into setting up their Salesforce instances and their reports, and and they want that protected too. And so, it, it's a very different experience, I think, protecting Salesforce, making sure that the right people can restore the Salesforce, and making sure that you hold their backups properly. So, to me, it's sort of an interesting statement on where the evolution of backup is going. Is that you know, again, this app intelligence is becoming. I think there's a resurgence of how important app intelligence is uh, after everything sort of just became VMs for a lot of years. Right. Uh, agreed. Uh, I will say, you know, you, you mentioned, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought up the, the concept of restore because that is, I, I think, a significant difference between what you can do with the built-in tools versus what you can do with a third-party tool. And that is, if you use the built-in tool, once you've done what you've got as a CSV containing a bunch, I'm sorry, what you have is a zip file containing a bunch of CSVs that you then have to individually upload using the data loader tool. Uh, again, one upload per object. Just think about how many objects that you have and think about managing that process. And then the versus, there is, there is no single just, there's no 
restore there's no restore option of Salesforce the way there is a backup option. You you just have to upload all those CSVs. Whereas there is an option like that if you're using a third party uh, backup tool like Druva to backup. I think my overall statement is going to come back to one of my favorite things to talk about, which is the three two one rule, and that is you know the idea of having three versions of your data on two different media, one of which is somewhere else. You've got to get a backup of Salesforce and Salesforce, the company is finally saying, you know, agreeing with that and taking a position on that. It is your responsibility to get that data. And I just want to just make sure you understand that you need to get that data out of the Salesforce environment and backed up to some other location and stored in a way that makes restore easy. And and I, I can think of no better way to do that than a third party tool like what, what Druva Sync offers. And so I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to, Stephen, I want to thank you for uh, joining the podcast this week. Always a pleasure. And remember to subscribe. And remember here at Druva, there is always no hardware required. 